Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another Donneron Monologue podcast. I am your solo host once again, Bo. Before we go any further, we want to thank our sponsor again, Ashley Luann K on Instagram. Check her out through the links we have provided. It provides information on uh, education, lifestyle, occupation, of nursing. So if you have any questions about nursing, we strongly encourage you to check out her. Uh, the Instagram format is uh, very, it's, you'll be surprised how handy that is for gathering information. It, it's Wednesday, my dudes. You're you're halfway through the week. Uh, congratulations there. Uh, and, and let me get into, um, we talk a lot about esports, us and the guys, just chatting with each other. And um, the world's largest esport, indisputably, I think, is League of Legends. So much money in League of Legends, it ain't even funny. Like, we're talking... What? Uh, no, I think League blows Dota out of the water. I think Dota would be the second one. I don't know. Correct me in the comments. I don't know, because that's not the point of this video. But the point is that MOBAs, I think... We, we say that, right? A MOB, MOBAs are the premier esport. MOBAs are largely what made esports vault to the top. That's why I'm grateful for them. I don't like MOBAs. I tried my best to get into uh, Heroes of the Storm because I love Blizzard's awesome cast of characters, and it was just cool to have a mascot MOBA. And uh, I played one. I played a couple games with Luke. Me and Adam played a game with Luke. He got so mad at us, he stopped talking to us. <laughs> he look because Luke doesn't get like mad mad at you. He gets like he he, he just stops talking, and he's like, I don't. I don't know why you don't want to win, but that's okay. <laughs> like, it was it was awful. It's hard. It's hard to play a MOBA. Um, I don't understand it. They're like, hey, we need to take center lane. Hey, we need to do this. And I was like, if everyone knows they need to do this, then why isn't everyone doing it? But um, so MOBAs are far and away the most popular. I don't like them because I'm bad at them. My favorite eSport to watch, I think everyone knows this by now, is fighting games. I'm kind of good at fighting games. I'm not great. Um, uh, in fact, uh, there, there's a quote I shared on uh, my personal social media forever ago where um, you're not supposed to be good at fighting games. You're supposed to be bad at them. Getting good is a lifestyle, not a goal. And I really liked that. Um, another quote I love about fighting games and their difficulty is, um, I can't remember who said it. I'll look it up and I'll, I'll add it somewhere i'll mention it late on a later episode i just don't know what it is right now but uh in a fighting game the more buttons you press the worse you are love it that, that, that's great and if you understand fighting games you can actually translate that to pretty good life advice as well but uh fighting games are my favorite and there's several reasons why first reason it's one guy versus one uh guy, one person versus one person Really, really, really like that format. Smash Brothers, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. These games have a language to them. And it, it, it's one person against one person. And it's a lightning fast chess match. It's a battle of wits as well as reflexes. And there's just something great about watching two huge personalities clash. And that's, uh, that's another thing. Especially in like uh, Smash Brothers and Anime Fighters. Most of these players have huge personalities. They're so much fun to watch. They're so much fun to follow on Twitter. They're hilarious. They they have they honestly have great life views. Um, I remember. Uh, oh, what was it? Was it 2017, 2016? Uh, Tokido won Street Fighter Five at Evo, and in his uh in in, in his speech he uh 
he said, uh, fighting games are beautiful. Uh, of course, he doesn't speak uh, hyper-fluent English, but he, he said, fighting games are beautiful. And I just remember people with tears streaming down their face. Like, it's, and, and it's true. There's a beauty to this. It's a ballet on a screen with controllers. And uh, because each fighting game has a rhythm, each fighting game has its own pace and language to it. And watching that translate, is just incredible and um the incredible diversity of players you see at fighting game events it's really uplifting there's nas- different nationalities different uh different backgrounds different races it, it, it's just awesome to see that ult and it's through competition so often bitter competition but the unity's so real and it's a beautiful thing to see breaks my heart that evo's not happening somewhere this year i understand fully support the decision but it breaks my heart that uh it's going to be online for more than just why i talked about earlier uh guys fighting games are great like and just even even never mind the the esport just sitting down with a friend playing fight. i can remember uh old mortal Kombat's. me and my buddy aaron would just sit in my brother's room because he was the one that usually had uh the latest console uh my sibling in my sibling's room and we would play for hours, just picking different characters and testing them out. And there was, and uh, the same with melee. There was so much fun to that. And to this day, usually when I go to someone's house, you guys want to play Smash, and we play Ultimate because it's just a fun way to sit down and fight. And the frustration of a fighting game is great because it's not really so much that you feel like you were squashed by your opponent unless you just really suck. It's that you you're like, man, I if I would have just done that. Uh, I in, in fact in Grand Blue the other day I was playing I was I'm I've been trying to get good as Catalina because a lot of her move sets are named after songs or albums by uh, one of my favorite bands of all time uh, the Italian band uh, Rhapsody and uh, I don't know if that's on purpose or not but I'm like that's pretty cool I would like to get good with her just because of that but I I'm so I, it's Zeta or uh, Grand for me and it's just going to be that way so especially Grand I'm I'm really understanding the rhythm anyway. Uh, I was up against a, a, a Beelzebub player, and uh, I, I was I was there. There's a moment in a fighting game where both of you one you, your life bars. There's one more hit out of either one of you. You can take a little bit of chip damage. Chip damage being the damage you still take even though you're blocking. And, and there's this intense moment of blocking a long combo string. Like, will I survive? And if I survive, will I drop my block? and take advantage of what window I have long enough to just get one little jab in, and it's so intense. And when you pull it off, it's it's the greatest elation you'll ever feel. But when you fail, it's just the most utter defeat because you knew you could have, but he just had you, or she or they just had you. Guys, it's incredible. It's it's an awesome, awesome feeling. Um, I love watching my replays on Smash Brothers or Grand Blue. And and you could you could see you could make yourself a better player by examining your own play style, and I think that's where fighting games are unique. You can just because what you, what you're doing, it's not that you're not doing what you should do; it's that you're not doing. It's that you're not. I don't even know how to describe it, but you can get. It's 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 more about the mistakes you make than not doing it the right way, which I know sounds stupid, but fighting game players will understand me here and. Guys, it's just awesome improving. I I don't feel as like I don't feel as good learning in StarCraft as I do in fighting games. 
because I feel like it's more of a mental hurdle in fighting games. And I'm not belittling StarCraft. First off, since we're talking about esports and that's a subject, this isn't gushing about fighting games. It's just talking about esports in, in general, maybe. I don't know. We'll see what Adam names this video. But uh, StarCraft 2, I think, is quickly went from the prodigal son of Blizzard to the uh, unwanted stepchild, and it's really sad. Um, Overwatch swept in and just took over everything, and I enjoyed Overwatch for its first year. I played religiously, but man, I miss the old Blizz. I miss before it was a, a an arena shooter company and when you had StarCraft, because StarCraft 2, I just feel like, is just getting... Um, I had virtual tickets to 2017 or 2018 BlizzCon, and I loved it. Like it was fun, but like StarCraft Two had one event, and it was a half an hour, and it was during <laughs> the uh, What's Next Warcraft where they announced uh, Battle for Azeroth. So it was 2017. Yeah, guys, that's no, that's not good enough. StarCraft used to be it man i remember battle.net in high school like starcraft was just it and we all loved it so much i'm just i'm sad to see the state it's in now uh and i i don't think it's because we've lost interest i think it's because blizzard has and uh, if i'm wrong correct me that's cool but i don't i but first of all, i don't think blizzard has a whole lot of fans <laughs> out there um but uh, even warcraft arena even the arena in Warcraft, like it's just everything's getting swept under the rug for Overwatch, and I just, I, it's cool that it's bringing in new fans, but I wish, and I love that they're bringing in new fans, but I wish there would have been a way to honor old and new. And uh, other video game companies have proven that there is, but Blizzard doesn't seem to agree. So, uh, and if you love Overwatch, I'm not meaning Overwatch by any means. I'm just saying the company had a legacy, and it feels like it's ignoring that. And there's a difference between keeping your eyes in the future and completely ignoring your legacy. So, uh, guys, that's all I really have to say about that. I know that one went off the rails. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see what Adam chooses to name this one. But uh, um, speaking of off the rails, uh, Xenogears went off the rails May 31st, 2020. It's over. We had a great time doing it. Uh, guys, that May 31st episode of the Don Around podcast, the actual podcast with me and Don, uh, was history in the making. And if you want to be a part of history, if you want to, uh, I just bumped that mic, it's going to sound terrible. Uh, if you want to go back and enjoy that a little bit, please download that episode or give it a like on uh, YouTube. Uh, if it gets 1,000 likes on YouTube or 1,000 downloads from any repository you choose, uh, I, will, I will quit my job. I will put an unbearable strain on my marriage and life to play Xenosaga 1, 2, and 3. Uh, I will play them all sequentially, all at once. Every minute, every second of gameplay will be recorded, and you guys will get to do that with me. You guys will get to travel along with me as I discover Xenosaga. I never played them before. And uh, if it gets uh, 1,000 likes on the YouTube video and 1,000 down, both those criteria met, uh, I will do so in cosplay. So I, I know you don't want to miss that. So please uh, share out, uh, like, subscribe, click the bell. Uh, we, we, we love your guys' support. Uh, we're getting more and more comments on YouTube. That's always fun to interact with you guys. Uh, I love it. Um, uh, a, a person uh, asked about Gundam, and I think that conversation is even growing, of sharing uh, the different Gundam anime series. And that 
proselytizing people on Gundam is always going to be great work. If you get someone to new to Gundam, then you've you've done your good deed for the day. So, uh, guys, uh, as always, uh, please stay safe. We we can't wait to see you back.